Camper Profiler Tones and Talks, Season 2, Legends Tribute. This time, Joe Satriani. But more important, with Mr. No, Thomas Dill. <laughs> and here's the video. Again, we're looking at uh, how these amazing tones come together. Uh, Thomas uh, uh, created a whole lot of uh, 30 rigs for the Le Legends Tribute Collection and uh, this time uh, also uh, cool. with uh, a Joe Satriani track and uh, Thomas created and played the video also. Uh, yeah, show us... Um, what uh, was required to get this tone together and what's the background you might want to share uh, with us? At uh, this point, it's uh, compared to some others uh, like Steve Vai or, or Jeff Beck, um, it was really not very much stuff um, that was required to, to get this tone. Um, yeah you heard it uh, or the people who who know the song it's played the lead part is played with a war pedal um overdrive tone for the rhythm guitar some modulation from somewhere it's 80s so uh it was very important to have modulation pedals uh, not not modulation pedals modulation rack units uh, to be used on uh, on the recordings and later on then on your racks uh, for touring and uh, yeah let's dive into what uh, Joe Zatriani used on that one so um, the song Surfing with the Alien is coming from, comes from the, the album. Joe Zatriani is the composer. It was released 1987, recorded in San Francisco at Alpha and Omega and High Street Studios. And the producers are Joe Zatriani and John Cuniberti. So that's what Wikipedia said. Um, the guitars he used wasn't uh, Ibanez guitars because uh, it was uh, before that era when when he get his uh, thousand signature model models and he used a Kramer pacer with two humbuckers and a Kramer pacer with three single coils and a strut style guitar which uh, was assembled by himself uh, he used boogie bodies and not mesa boogie bodies booty boogie bodies mm -hmm. and uh, esp necks on for this strut style guitar but mostly he used the kramer pacer and yeah here's a picture and this is him at younger age with this pacer with two humbuckers um i found out uh, he used seymour duncan in 1959 on the neck position Bridge pickup was a Simo Duncan JB and of course Floyd Rose Tremolo. And here's a picture 
of him with, I think it was the first signature model with two humbuckers uh, looking nearly the same as, uh, so same color, same uh, equipped uh, as the Kramer Pacer. And amps and caps, so really easy because the budget uh, Surfing with the Alien was the second album from, from Joe Satriani and the budget was really low. Uh, he used Lin drums on nearly every song, uh, which created a nice style of, uh, yeah, the perfect rhythm and his guitar, really lively guitar playing. And yeah, it was the thing at that time. And he used an early 70s Marshall, I found out, SLP 100 and Marshall 4x12 cap equipped with G12T75 speakers. And this is how a Marshall SLP 100 looks like. Non-master volume at that time. And um, yeah, effects is the same. A crybaby bar. Chandler tube driver and an eventide H949 is, uh, are the effects he was using. The Chandler tube driver is, uh, yeah, a, the name says it, a tube-driven overdrive uh, from USA. I think Eric Johnson uses this a lot too. And the special thing for that time for overdrive pedals was that he uh, it has a high and low EQ, so two band EQ. Normally uh, with the boss overdrives, you just get a tone knob and you can dial in more specific frequency uh, range for distortion. And here's the even tide. Um, I think they used it for um, modulation effects. This is uh, yeah, a high-priced studio rack unit from released from 1979. I don't know what, what they uh, cost now, but, but it's uh, yeah legendary uh, rack unit for studio use. Okay, so these are the main facts and the main equipment that he used. And uh, yeah, I tried to uh, get, or I tried to get close to that equipment. And uh, again, um, I found some stuff in the profiler's um, stock content. I will change to the rig manager. And here we are. So Legends Tribute Collection 4, you find it add rig packs scroll down and the legends tribute collection with uh the 30 rigs is tribute collection 4 and you find in uh joe satriani at joe sat named <clears throat> and i took for that sound um marshall super lead 100 from 1970 from the michael brits rig pack the same as i used for the jeff Beck sound but uh, yeah that's that were the amps at that time that were uh, available and that the, the people almost used so uh yeah why not why not playing the same amp for the uh, jeff Beck sound as the joe satriani sound it's uh yeah as, as we said at the jeff Beck episode it's almost the player or mostly the player uh, who creates the tone 
and uh, I added some natural reverb, micro pitch, studio EQ, and the camper drive. So for the leads and of course the war pedal. For the rhythm sound, uh, you can turn the camper drive off and the dual delay off. So you have this sound here. This is the smart rhythm sound. Uh, I'm playing with the bridge pickup humbucker. And um, yeah, let's break it up and start from scratch with the amp tone. So the amp sound is not much gain, 3.3. and very dynamic. So these are uh, the, the, is the basic tone. I added some natural reverb <clears throat> just to have a little bit of, yeah, room. And then the first thing is the micro pitch. Um, this is, yeah, the Eventide style um, modulation sound. So uh, detune at 5.7 cent. The mix level is at about, uh, yeah, 59%. So a bit more than the half. And a crossover at uh, 500 hertz. So the lower notes were not too much detune. And the higher notes have more detuned sound. So this is the basic rhythm tone. Um, and studio EQ, just to match the recorded tone. And I didn't do very much. Um, it just took a high cut at 7.6k and at 7, uh, 75 hertz a low cut and no mid or high level boost in there. So this is just to match to the uh, guitar speaker tone because the guitar speaker uh, goes yeah up to 7.5 or 7k and not above so so i mostly uh, take a high cut in the studio aq for for those studio sounds so for the lead tone <clears throat> i added some camper drive so that's uh nearly the same as the chandler drive without the drive with the drive it's set as a boost so uh, a little bit more volume and a little bit drive just to to give the tone some character and a little bit of uh, yeah higher gain and a smoother sound and uh, yeah the next thing is the war pedal and uh, I took I will show you here 
uh, when you when you take a war pedal, go to war, then war, war and I took the cry setting, the preset for the crybaby. You see it here. This is the the crybaby preset I chose now, and this is the same from the Legends tribute sound. And the difference here is just the pedal mode is on when you take the uh, the the preset, and. In that case, for this sound, I took bypass at stop, because when you uh, want to play that in a, in one time, um, starting with the rhythm sound, uh, and then going to the the lead sound, it's great to have bypass at stop because um, you can just start to move the pedal and the pedal is on. <laughs> So this is the lead tone. I just forgot one thing, the dual delay. That's added to the lead tone too. It's just to give the lead tone a little bit of, yeah, delayed sustain. And a little bit of, yeah, more room. So yeah, these are the basics for this tone. Here we are. <clears throat> and yeah, uh, you can also play with uh, the drive on, camper drive on for the rhythm tone. I will show you. With just soft picking and then switch to the lead tone. Just in a row, because the Marshall profile really has a lot of dynamic and dynamic response, and you can uh, yeah create, even with hamburger, high output hamburger pickups, create this different tones. So yeah, that's, uh, that's all. What do you think? <laughs> well, that's uh, that's uh, in the, indeed uh, pretty straightforward, and that was uh, yeah. also that uh, I think Joe Satriani had going for himself because uh, um, that was the same time as Steve Vai came up with uh, uh, you know Eat 'Em at Smile, that uh, legendary recording with uh, David Lee Roth, and then uh, it came out that uh, Steve Vai was the uh, pupil. Um, of uh, Joe Satriani that he was teaching he took, Steve Vai and also lesson, Kirk, yeah. Kirk Hammett. And um, uh, and then the Joe Satriani uh, record came out. So they were all basically in the same league in a way. But uh, Satch had such a different um, approach always. And I think um, he has left that a little bit behind because I think uh, he then showed up on stage with you know two marshals and stuff like that and uh, more distorted tones and everything became a little bit more washed uh, away and before in this early records it was so precise because there was yeah. not so much going on that I really liked it was always very musical very very melodic even when he was doing some some weird stuff like uh, uh, you know uh, 
whatever i don't know um no there, there was a lot of melodic stuff on this record i just uh, have apple music here in front of me um so that's the thing and i always had the impression that he's playing a small combo and that uh, uh, the volume is so low that you mm -hmm. even hear through the microphone a little bit of the guitar strings uh, uh because uh, there was this always this weird attack and um yeah the lin drums the drum computer and uh, stuff that's basically uh, um, a whole concept that at that time even people could have done at home themselves also yeah. Because you could have a drum computer, an eight-track or a four-track record uh, um, tape recorder, and uh, uh, you know, cheap mixer and stuff like this. So that was also uh, very interesting, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. Because I was uh, thinking when you were bringing up the tone, or when I heard the uh, the first uh, um, heard it on the Rick uh, uh, on the tribute collection video that it's uh, it sounds so much more i don't know um it's just that tone which is true if you compare it but even with the profiler it sounds a little bit more i don't know richer and uh, whatever um like hd version of that one uh, and maybe yeah, it's it's uh long uh, more than 30 years ago so so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but they had a nice studio uh, not for long but uh, i had some um documentation uh, yeah. some interviews uh, there are out there with uh, john connie berti mm -hmm. uh, which are really uh, fun to watch if you're into uh, you know the uh, instrumental guitarist from that period because that was also um yeah a thing that was going on because a lot of instrumental rock guitar music came came out at that uh, at that time and this is one of the pivotal albums there so yeah um um to cut like the story short some, hmm? something yeah? uh what would you said about the gain um i really started uh i didn't listen to the record because you have that stuff as a guitar player you have it so for me i had it in my ear so i started ah, okay dialing in the tone yeah, taking the marshall okay and uh i had too much gain <laughs> then I, when, when i compared it to the original version so it just was yeah that did did he use that less gain at that time uh but yeah as you said uh, now nowadays he's he's playing with much more gain and and singing and creaming tone but uh this recording especially the rhythm tone uh is is really yeah marshall low low gain style and and it sounds great yeah and um if we are in this department of uh, um back in the day everything was better uh, which is not true uh, but some things <laughs> um i saw him at a g3 tour uh together with uh, steve Vai, and that must have been uh, 98 or 99 mm. in hamburg uh, germany and um that was when he was still um, uh, kind of frugal with his tone, not so much uh, stuff going on because it was still the 90s and uh, so the early 
digital stuff was happening at that time. Uh, but then I saw him um, in two, 2016 or 17. And uh, it was just everything was pretty mushed and, um, you know, very distorted and uh, not so defined anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. The music has changed, of course, and people change, uh, uh, the styles change, of course. Uh, um, fair enough. But uh, um, if you lose some articulation and some precision, uh, you lose a little bit this unique thing that you would get, for example, from Jeff Beck, why he why Jeff mm. Beck was praised so much, because it made all the difference. Uh, with uh, a lot of gain, everybody basically sounds pretty close to each other. Yeah, you, you, the, you. the lesser gain you have, you the more the individual uh, yeah. attack, the approach, the personality comes across it. I think that's something to uh, to look for these days, um, uh, because uh, gain becomes um, cheap, and uh, uh, low gain and more individually individuality becomes uh, uh, expensive because that's what makes the difference and uh, lets you stand out, I guess. But uh, something um, from, the, from some play feel style, if you really like to play long notes, um, especially with uh, in-ears, and digital devices. When when you uh, are when you you are on stage with uh, yeah four four by twelve caps and uh, power amps racks and and huge volume, mm -hmm. you can play clean tones uh, and the tone is there. It's it's really no problem. Play feel is great, but. Uh, always in the studio here when when you're playing at lower volumes sometimes you like to have a little bit more gain or sustain you miss sometimes sustain i i have uh take uh do do to come uh yeah use a compressor for that and um, to to get this sustain and uh especially for long notes so we, we uh in the next episode we will talk about uh sustain and sustained notes uh and uh how much gain uh is still less enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there are, yeah but that's yeah of course that's a very important um um it's not not always yeah what, what i like to say is um <clears throat> It's not always less gain is better for the individual tone and uh, much gain is uh, more muddy. Uh, it depends on the line you're playing. It depends on, on how fast you're playing. When, when you play fast runs, uh, it's better to have less gain because you hear the articulation better. Uh, if you play really long notes, long sustained notes, then yeah, you need something, some kind of gain. Well, yeah, um, I mean, uh, gain, yeah, maybe we should uh, make a, a distinction, uh, uh, the difference between gain and distortion, if it's, yeah, like, okay. if it's yeah. a lot of distortion, yeah. because yeah. Um, with him, with uh, Satriani, he had two 4 by 12 caps behind him, mm -hmm. and he had a lot of distortion. Mm -hmm. um, when you have the two caps, you have basically yeah, the, you have the ability to uh, yeah. Yeah. to uh, to get the the power from uh, the cabinets and uh, yeah. hold the notes. Uh, so it's not 
important to have so much distortion. That, yeah. But he had both, and that was just a little bit too much. And um, I don't want to generalize that, but uh, um, uh, yeah, that's something to look out for um, because when the music goes down uh, in in the in 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 all the distortion, um, that's that's sometimes uh, um, yes something to look out uh, for and uh, be 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 aware uh, because it's fun and uh, especially. Maybe it's something different with the younger people because for us uh, we couldn't get enough gain because there wasn't uh, that there were not devices uh, uh, to give you I more. Sold, I sold my old TS eight hundred eight because it has less gain. It's ha it had less gain, and I bought I I don't know what what I bought a, a cheap other distortion. So and my first yeah, uh, so, the times. <laughs> yeah, so my first distortion was a big muff. Uh, with a big uh, and this was a big uh, mistake because the big muff was a fuzz basically yeah. and i was looking for distortion and, and then i had a thing from a company called coron c-o-r-o-n mm -hmm. and I it know. looked this device looked a little bit like an mxr distortion and the difference for this uh, coron was uh, uh, it had a, a huge volume push also mm. and uh, and it had a lot of distortion and I, I had this Fender Twin copy, whatever tube, I'm totally clean. But with this, I had really distortion. But this corn thing was uncool. So I saved my money to get an MXR. But then just to realize uh, the sound was a little bit more defined and rounder, but uh, it didn't have so much sustain. Mm. So uh, one step forward, one step sideward. So that's how it worked because we always had money for one new pedal by selling another pedal. And if you had, if you made that decision, uh, you had to live with for it for a while, which was in a way also interesting because when you had to work around these, yeah. uh, this this new situation. And nowadays, yeah, gain. Come on. No problem. No problem. Yeah. Three pure boosters in front of a <coughs> Mesa boogie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, compression behind that. And the daughter of James <laughs> is your uncle. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was uh, pretty, pretty interesting because um, I just, uh, I was just wondering, uh, hmm, it sounds different. Uh, but no, you're right. Uh, it was really that. Uh, little amount of uh, distortion and um, it just now sounds more and of course in the mix the guitar sounded a little bit mm. put into a place and there was not so much bass anyways available yeah, yeah. I mean that was one of the first CDs I think in 84 87 87 the album yeah all right yeah, yeah this album came 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 87 and uh yeah, I'm going to listen to it uh, again now because uh, this was on Great album. constant rotation in my in my car yeah. at that time. Yeah, Joe Satriani, um, a great innovator because he also did yeah things. I mean, there were guys who did things differently, like Steve Vai, but he was also doing things differently because he had a completely different set of. Mm -hmm. um, uh, um, accompaniment, you know, with the Lindrum and some programmed stuff there. I think he was a big, big innovator, innovator. And uh, so he's a little bit the prince, uh, Mr. Nelson of 
<laughs> rock guitar, maybe. Nobody said that before, I guess. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, I think that's it so far around uh, uh, the surfing with the alien tone. Um, uh, thanks again, Thomas, for recreating that and uh, sharing this info with us. And uh, yeah, see you next time. Try this at home. Uh, we have a lot of more interesting players to come. So watch out this channel. And oh, uh, yeah, as we said, if you do something with these tones on your own, just uh, share your links. Uh, we can share with each other uh, what we take from this inspiration and uh, make out of it. All right. Bye for now. Peace. Bye.